Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. That's 800-469-4689. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think what, what they're going to remember for is they won the SEC championship and they won 43 games and they had like, what, one guy on the all-SEC all team? It's very rare. You win the SEC championship and, you know, you look at Florida, what, they had five, a couple of second teamers? I mean, it was something else. And so it was just a bunch of guys that played as a team and they won a championship, you know? Hope they get celebrated in 10 years, you know, and they come back and, you know, I bet they're all doing something pretty good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services. We've been reacting to many things over in the sports world, but especially Razorback Baseball. I know we'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up, as uh, well as some other news getting into the national side of things as well. But with uh, Razorback Baseball still very much on people's minds and the ending of the season yesterday, uh, it's uh, kind of a reaction to it, but also something that looks forward and looks at next season and the future and even this offseason and what it's all going to look like and I know we're going to have Hunter Holland later in the show at about an hour from now, so we'll talk to him about what his future looks like. But just Razorback baseball in general should be an interesting one. So let's talk more about it as we go to the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com, friend of the show, been covering baseball and a great job doing it all season long. And Andrew, uh, appreciate you joining us. I wish you were joining us under more positive circumstances, but all the same, it's good to have you back on, man. How you doing? Doing good. It's good to be back on. Uh, yeah, things things did not exactly go according to plan this this past weekend, but uh, you know, still still fun time, good atmosphere, and uh, you know, Hogs ran into a better team. What are, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, the story of their lives, it seems like in postseason and many different sports. But w- let's just look at the past weekend before we jump into the uh, the kind of the season as a whole, but. Uh, I've, I've never seen anything like what I saw from TCU offensively. I know that there's been great teams that people have, have run into and teams that got hot and teams that looked really good and everything, but to see the type of display that TCU put forth and the amount of home runs and, and of course, Trey Richardson, who was the, the, the story of the entire thing, I've never seen anything like it. Did you see that coming from TCU this weekend? I mean, I, I can't say that I did. You know, we knew that they were dangerous. And, I mean, they were the team that everyone had circled as the team you don't want in a regional. And we knew they were dangerous. And we saw what they did to Arkansas earlier in the year. But I just don't think you really count on a team scoring 32 runs in two games against Arkansas. You know, even after they scored 18. Because, you know, that, that was a game that, you know, early in the season, you throw some arms that are young, kind of gets away from you, and you start mailing them in. In the NCAA tournament, high-leverage situation, you know, with your best pitchers on the bump, you just don't expect to see what TCU did. And really, no one's done that to Arkansas this year, especially Hagan Smith. I mean, you know, we talked about it before the, the weekend that Arkansas things needed to go according to schedule with their pitching staff. And a big part of that was their starting pitching just had to show up. And, you know, it, it got off to a rough start, you know, in the Santa Clara game with Hunter Holland not getting out of the third inning. And part of that was maybe by design to hopefully bring him back later in the week. But I think that was a, that was a, a red flag that, that, Right away, you just you would not have a Hunter Holland be able to heat up inning, and that first game forced them to use the Will McIntyre for five innings, and then Hagen, you know, only getting through one inning and you know not getting it out in the second inning. Arkansas is just not built to overcome that, and really, I don't know any team that's built to overcome that, especially when you're facing a TCU lineup like Dave Van Horn said it after the game, like he doesn't even know how they were going to get eight, you know, nine more outs had they gotten through that first game, but. 
you know, it just seemed like they kind of ran out of gas. And like I said, just you know, they weren't able to overcome their starting pitching not showing up because it had all year, and that was kind of a big part of the formula for this team. And you know, offensively, Arkansas didn't exactly light it up, but I also just don't think they're capable of getting to that level that TCU was at. I think this Arkansas lineup was fine this year, but I, I don't think this was one of the better Arkansas lineups we've seen in the last five years under Nate Thompson. And they, they just they, they just seem like they, they ran into a better team, and it sucks that it happened at home in your own regional, but, you know, it is what it is. Of course, uh, Arkansas played four games over the weekend. They played two against TCU, two against Santa Clara. What were uh, some of the differences you saw of course, they had closer games, and they got the result they wanted against Santa Clara. But what were some of the differences you saw going against those two opponents? Well, you know, really in both of those Santa Clara games, Will McIntyre was just huge. And, uh, you know, in the first game, going through five innings. And the first game, I'm surprised he pitched as much as he did because that was the one game the lineup really was able to put forth a huge effort and provide them with, I think, they ended up being 13 runs. So I was a little surprised to see him go through there. But, you know... I, you know, we talk about, like I just said, they can't overcome that starting pitching struggle. The Santa Clara game, that first game, they were able to overcome it because you had a completely healthy bullpen and you had Will McIntyre out there to eat up innings. And so it kind of worked out and they could do that. And then really the only positive start they got all weekend from a starting pitcher was Brady Tiger in that, that elimination game against Santa Clara. And that was a really positive sign to see because, you know, moving forward as we get in to start talking about next year, Brady Tiger and Hagen Smith and guys like that are going to be huge for this team. And so seeing Brady Tiger go out there, put together the longest outing of his career, you know he looked like a he looked like a starting pitcher. He looked like a future weekend star in the SEC, and that was really good to see. And you know the offense did what they needed to do to get through those two games. Um, and then, like I said, just with TCU, they just they, they just weren't able to match the level that TCU's playing at. And we'll see how far that team goes because uh, they keep playing like the, the way they have. I just don't see you know too many teams giving them a ton of trouble, including some of the teams Arkansas faces. So when you look at the season as a whole, Andrew, uh, it's such a weird thing where we've seen more often than not Arkansas be a team that under Dave Van Horn may not have had the greatest regular season or may not have uh, uh, you know accomplished what they looked to accomplish, but then they got hot at the right time and heading into postseason. But now you're talking about like two times in the past few years where Arkansas has been the team that won the SEC, or at least in this case, shared a title of the SEC, won the West, and, and, and they have an earlier exit than what, than what they had. I mean... I hate to look at it and say this team, you know, didn't accomplish anything because they did. They did a kind of accomplishments, but the disappointing end, unfortunately, it seems like is what's going to be remembered about this team and not the fact that they had such a regular season. Is that fair to say? I think it's definitely fair to say. And honestly, it's so hard to judge success in college baseball because, like you mentioned, you know, like last year's team, I don't even think they finished with more wins than this year's team, although they finished their season in the College World Series in Omaha, nearly playing for a national title. And, you know, I think most fans would prefer that route, no doubt. But it, but it is tough because this team, you know, they, they fought through so much all year. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you look back at it to see how many games they won and the fact that they were able to win the SEC, given all the circumstances that they had to endure. And, you know, I, I really thought this team might have a chance to make a run once they got some of those hitters back, once you got Joseberger and Wagner back healthy. And, you know, those guys played pretty well this weekend. So it's not like, you know, that was their undoing. I just think, and I think Dave Van Horn said it said it best yesterday. He said that it was a team full of overachievers. You know, it's not like this was a star-studded lineup like they've had in years past with guys like Heston Kerstad and Caden Wallace and Dominic Fletcher, guys like that. But it just had a, a, a solid group of guys who you know played hard every day, and they got the job done more often than not. And I think he said it best when he said that they ran out of gas. And whether that be in the lineup, whether it's the pitching staff or whatever, it just it just, they just didn't play their best ball at the right time, which is such a cliche, but that's really all these things come down to is when you're playing your best ball and if you can rise to that level in the postseason. I mean, think about it. If Arkansas catches this TCU team, you know, probably a month ago, it's a completely different series. And I think about the 2021 season when Arkansas sweeps Mississippi State and did what TCU just did to Arkansas. The Hawks did Mississippi State in 2021 and maybe even worse. And, you know, then they just don't see that team in the postseason. And Mississippi State ends up kind of finding a groove and making it happen. So I think ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of unfair that we, you know, judge so much of the season based off of just a weekend here or there, just kind of what you do in these moments. But that's just kind of the way the game is. And I think this Arkansas team was definitely capable of going further in the postseason. So I don't think they overachieved from that standpoint. But, 
you know, big picture, when you just look at this team, I think I, I think it, it wasn't as good as some of the teams that Arkansas had in previous years. And they're, they overachieved in the regular season, which kind of covered up some of those woes and some of those missing pieces that they had this year. But, you know, so ultimately it's, it's hard to be too dissatisfied with a year where you're technically the SEC champions. But I agree with you that it just, it's, it's unfortunate that fans are going to remember that disappointing postseason finish. And maybe if TCU goes on and wins it all, it'll be easier to swallow for some fans. How does this team look going into next year as far as players that are expected to return, players that possibly could be leaving, and then uh, maybe some high school recruits? And you know you got to deal with a major league draft there in case they get drafted, but players that may be expected to come in from the high school ranks also. Yeah, you know, this offseason is going to be one of the more fascinating ones I can ever remember for Arkansas baseball. Just when you take into account you know, the draft is always interesting because you usually have three or four guys who are on that, you know, borderline of maybe they'll go, maybe they won't. You obviously have a ton of freshmen, and this year they have more than any. This is this is not only the best recruiting class Arkansas has ever had, this is the highest-rated perfect game recruiting class of all time. I mean, I, I believe it's thir- 12 or 13 guys in the top 100. It's a star-studded group, and, and of course, not all of those guys are going to end up playing for Arkansas, so we'll see. That's what's going to make this year's draft so fun is pretty much – everyone on the board you know in these first two rounds you're just looking to see is an Arkansas commit going to go or is an Arkansas player going to go and so that's going to make you know that that time of year really fun to watch so there's so much that's going to change with the roster between now and then so you know we'll, we'll be able to speculate a little bit more on exact pieces at that point in time but when you just look at what Arkansas has coming back you know Hagen Smith first team all SEC pitcher Brady Tiger we've seen what he can do he seems like he's going to be one of those Friday night Saturday night SEC starter type of guys. I mean, he's got the stuff. He's got the makeup. You know, if you can keep those two guys healthy, I can't imagine there's a better one-two punch in college baseball to build a pitching staff around. And you know, we'll see. The, you know, they're going to get Cody Frank back from injury. That's going to be a key piece. Maybe Gage Wood takes a step forward, or maybe one of these other freshmen that we saw pitch. And so there's a nice little core group there. They still got to add some pieces, whether that be through the portal or maybe some of these freshmen, or maybe they go to the JUCO ranks again. So there's there's still some pieces to add, but as far as just your core group of pitchers, Arkansas is in a really good spot to have a nice pitching staff next year. And then you, know, you go look at the lineup. Peyton Stovall, friend of this program, he, he, he should be back and healthy. I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, Kendall Diggs, an all-SEC guy, he's going to be back. I, I'm, I'm interested to see if a guy like Jason Jones, what he looks like with an offseason, if he sticks around and maybe gets some important reps in the Cape Cod League. It'll be interesting to see if he can take a jump forward. Um, you know, and then there's a ton of, question marks with the draft like Tavian Josenberger he's a draft eligible junior potentially he's the guy that you're having to replace Caleb Cowley's kind of in that same boat although he might not you know he, he's probably going to be a, a few rounds back we'll have to wait and see on him but uh there, there's a few question marks in terms of who's going to be here and who's not but I like the core group of players the core group there and then like I said you're just gonna have to fill in some pieces through the portal and maybe get some of these freshmen on campus so we'll, we'll know more in the coming weeks but Big picture, I really like just the the initial makeup of what this team might look like. And, of course, I trust this coaching staff to get it done and uh, fill in the right pieces. Speaking with Andrew Ellis of Hawksports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Andrew, I know you went through a few of those guys that uh, you're kind of waiting on and seeing what happens. Would there be a player that could come back that you would be shocked if they did? Like, is there a player that you were, or a few players, and maybe you're just like, yeah, these guys are gone, no questions asked? And are maybe there's some players that, uh, especially the big time contributors, that you're like, oh yeah, these guys are for sure coming back, just as far as uh, what you know, what you feel and what you think, as far as the guys that could go but could end up staying too. So just looking at it, Tavian Josenberger is a guy that has has really improved and maybe improved his stock more than anyone in the country in terms of transfers. You know, he's, I don't think he was even on many draft boards or definitely not a guy getting a ton of buzz when he first signed with Arkansas. And he's a guy that now I'm seeing in the top 100, top 150. I, I would imagine he's a guy that's going to go, and he should sign, and he should get his money in. I think having a guy like that go to the draft, honestly, maybe helps Arkansas more than having him back for another year because you're able to you know, show his contributions to other transfers and show what he did. I think he's a guy that I would be pretty surprised if he comes back Hunter Holland, who you know apparently is following me on this show, you can you can ask him for sure. But he's another one that I think he's done enough, and I think that I think MLB teams know that he was battling some injuries down the stretch. But I, and I think he he's a guy that's also been getting some buzz since the fall as a, one of the better lefties in the draft. I would be pretty surprised to see him back at Arkansas next year. Caleb Cowley's the the big 
question mark for me because I personally, you know, I think he's a guy that should get drafted, and I think he should be getting enough money to where he would go and sign. But who knows where he he's viewed on MLB radars? He wasn't a super highly touted prospect coming into this season, and then had a little bit of a slow start, but. You know, we saw what he could do. It's going to be interesting to see if he gets his number and ends up leaving, but that's going to be a really interesting one to watch. And then uh, with some of the you know, returning position players, the transfer portal is something you got to look for more than the draft almost. So I'm looking at guys like Ben McLaughlin. Peyton Holt is another guy who played a lot down the stretch. I would assume he would be back, but, you know, Ben McLaughlin and, you know, Jason Jones another guy I mentioned. I'm, I'm really hoping that Arkansas can keep those two guys on campus. because I think both those guys could be in the everyday lineup next year. But they weren't everyday starters this year, so maybe does that, you know, push them out the door a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think if they can just get some of those pieces back and, you know, some of these freshmen coming in, I think are really going to push for starting spots. So we'll, the, the draft is going to be, like I said, as fascinating to watch as any I can remember. But so far, those are really just the – the main ones like uh, Josenberger, Holland, and probably even Callie are ones that I'm, I'm not exactly expecting to come back. Who's the top prospect on this team for the MLB draft? The top prospect on this team is Aiden Miller, who is from the Florida area, not too far from Caleb Callie. And uh, it, depending on where you look, I've seen him as high as number eight overall in the draft. I've seen him kind of in the, the teens, the 14, 15, 16 range. Some have had him even down in the, the late 20s. So who knows where he ends up, but he's looking like a guy that will most likely be a first-round pick for the high school ranks, and that, that's one that I'm, I'm really not expecting to come. But um, him and Walker Martin are probably the two headliners for the freshman class. In far, as far as best draft prospect on this team, it might be Jay Sporfin. Um, I think he's the guy that – another one that's improved his stock a ton this year – you know, it's tough to find definitive lists, but I've seen him anywhere from the 55 to the 80 range. I think that's, that'll be a nice little spot for him, kind of in that second, third round range. It's really good to see him have the year he's had, and I think he'll probably be the first hog off the board. He's just well-rounded, checks a lot of bo- uh, a lot of boxes that MLB teams look for, and, and it was good to see him finish strong in the postseason, too. I know that there's been so many different reactions of people and fans wanting change on, on you know, as far as just coaches or whatever, but I'm not one of those. But I am just curious, Andrew, your thoughts. With the coaching staff, is there any chances of any mixing up there? Is there any chance of you know maybe uh, Nate Thompson moving on or, or maybe Matt Hobbs getting another job or just something to where some gets shaken because – you know, you think about the staff and, and how you know they've been together, I guess, now as a, as a group since 2017, roughly, uh, or I guess, no, 2019, roughly. And uh, I know that Thompson's been here for a while since Vitello left. And, of course, uh, you know, the, the lack of hitting and uh, the postseason got a lot of people fired up. But do you just see any sort of movement or anything in the, in the offseason when it comes to the coaching staff? The, the only way I see there being any coaching changes would be if one of those, those you know, whether it be Hobbs or Thompson, if they were to go on and take a head coaching job somewhere else, I, I honestly just don't see there being any path to movement outside of that. You know, who knows what could happen? The off season's crazy, but I don't, I don't see any reason why there would be a change made at any of those spots. I mean, Nate Thompson's a guy that I, you know, people on Twitter like to say whatever they want to say, but he's the hitting coach and recruiting coordinator for a program that hit as well as well as anyone over the last six years, and they've recruited as well as anyone in the last six years. I, that's not exactly a a spot I think Arkansas is really concerned about. And then Matt Hobbs, his reputation and his resume as a pitching coach and as a mind that's respected across the country, it speaks for itself. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, given what Arkansas had to overcome this year, the fact that they were even one of the – they were one of the better pitching staffs all year in SEC play, I, I don't know, you know, how anybody would be upset about that. And I think that, you know, with who knows what both of those coaches want to do in their careers. I have no idea what their goals are, what they're motivated by. But personally, I just think that they're probably looking at this team Arkansas has a chance to have next year. I think they're set up to have a lot of success. And I think, you know, they put so much work in to put this brilliant freshman class together. I would assume that there's a little bit of a desire to want to see what happens with that group. And then when you add in some of the pieces like Kendall Biggs, Peyton Stilwell, Brady Tiger, Hagen Smith coming back, you know, this, this, this 2024 Arkansas baseball team could have a chance to be one of the most talented we've ever seen in Fayetteville. And so I think that idea is going to drive this entire offseason, and it's going to probably make those coaches want to stick around for another year. And I think that both of those guys have, have had a lot of success and are going to have plenty of opportunities 
this year and years to come. So I, I don't know if either is necessarily in a hurry to leave, but yeah, that continuity has been a, been a huge building point, you know, huge you know building block for Arkansas over these last five or six years. And I think that's that's something that's a, a huge advantage for Arkansas going into this offseason. And oddly enough, Arkansas getting eliminated early might even end up helping them with some of these portal guys. I mean, you think of a team like LSU really built their team through the portal. And so I'm wondering if these coaches, if they're going to take that early exit as a way to get a head start in this offseason. And we'll see what they can do. But as of right now, I, I definitely do not expect to see any changes. But you never know. Well, you just said it. Uh, the talent that's going to be on this team next year and coaches want to stick around for it the expectation is going to be there too the fans already have the expectations they do every year but uh it certainly looks like that there's potential for arkansas to have one of the better teams if uh not the most talented team that dave van horn's had but as we all know i think uh, you definitely know more than anybody andrew staying healthy seems to be a pretty important thing Uh, i feel like that's probably something that they want to try to avoid next year so many injuries but uh, that's just the way sports is. But should be an interesting off season, and hopefully will be a great season. And, Andrew, we appreciate you joining us, man. I know uh, you'll probably get a little, at least hopefully get at least a little bit of vacation time after covering baseball all season long. But we appreciate you coming on with us and look forward to catching up with you during the off season and hopefully into the season, man. Sounds good. Absolutely. I appreciate it, John, as always. I right, appreciate it again. That was Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a commercial break. When we come back here on Out of Bounds, we'll get to more Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet, or Reaction Tuesday, I should say, presented by Fleetwood Fleet Management Services. i got to talk. I do it for a living. And we're also going to have Best and Worst of the Weekend coming up next. Talk about the highlights and the lowlights. It is all coming up next here on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Each Monday, when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. SportsCenter. Arkansas baseball season came to an end yesterday in the Fayetteville Regional, losing to TCU 12-4. Arkansas finished the season 43-18, going 0-3 versus TCU overall. After the game, Coach Dave Van Horn talked about the difficulty of a regional. You just don't know what you're going to run into and how the ball's going to bounce and where's everybody's mind at. Sometimes it's easier on the road because people aren't expecting you to win. Sometimes you're expected to win. You get a little tight. That's not what happened to us here. We got beat by a really, really good team, and uh, maybe maybe we were running out of gas. Now we wait until football season for major Arkansas sports. Game one will be on September 2nd versus Western Carolina. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. When guys buy an engaged ring, we are getting engaged. But when girls get the engaged ring, they're getting married. So if you recently got engaged, then it's time for wedding bands. At Jones & Son, we have just a thing for you. Wedding band weekends each weekend in June. Save up to $2,000 off select styles and wedding bands for both women and men. Jones & Son has hundreds of wedding bands to choose from. And even if you didn't buy your engagement ring from us, I'm sure we can match your ring and save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. Check out Wedding Band Weekends all June, only at Jones & Son Fine Jewelry. Paid non attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of Weed Killer Roundup. Call our Weed Killer Cancer Hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love, has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-816-2198 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-816-2198. 
800-816-2198. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly, but it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. It's Justin Acre wishing all my fellow fathers out there a happy Father's Day. And let's be honest, your dad doesn't need another tie. What he needs is something cool from Coffin by Design West. They've got a great selection of steel products, toolkits, big green egg grills and accessories, Pelican coolers and cases, and power tools including DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Makita. Stop by today for multiple Father's Day specials at Coffin by Design West. 14900 Cantrell Road, out west past Taylor Loop, online at CoffinLumber.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal house. Under. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Josenberger leads at first with one away. Reached on an air. Here's the 3-2 on Wagner. Josenberger taking off. Hit high in the air and struck well. Deep to right center field. Dylan Cruz going back. Leaps up at the wall. And it's out of here. A two-run jack. Jared Wagner depositing his 10th bomb of the year, 41st of the season for the Hawks, and they strike first and in a hurry. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. MLB, college baseball, combat sports, boxing, MMA, USFL, golf are all sports you can wager on. You can get Great in-game betting, prop bets, uh, and right now, championship finals, NBA finals, you have the Nuggets taking on the Heat, and the series is tied 1-1. The Nuggets currently, according to Bet Saracen, are a three-point favorite. They're a road favorite as the series shifts to Miami, and, and the Heat are the home team, so the Nuggets still the favorite for Game 3. Stanley Cup final. Vegas Golden Knights, they're up 2-0 in the series. Now it shifts to Florida, where the Florida Panthers are actually the favorite in Game 3. And that's a one-and-a-half point line for Florida Panthers, favored over the Vegas Golden Knights in Stanley Cup Final Game 3. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services, and we know that there's been a lot of things going on in the sports world. As uh, man, It's been baseball-driven for the Razorbacks, but still a lot of other things that are happening. Some good things, some not-so-good things. But either way, it's the perfect time because we got to jump into what the best and worst of the weekend was in the world of sports. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for best and worst of the weekend. And uh, I know that, again, there was a lot of uh, worse, I'm sure, for Razorback fans themselves. But uh, one of the best things, though, that I saw of the weekend was just uh, the, the the amount of parity that goes on in college baseball and in the postseason. Uh, a lot of great games, a lot of epic moments, and uh, a lot of heartbreak and a lot of frustrations and, and everything. And just the highlight plays that were going on, uh, great performances by particular players and particular teams. And uh, just to see the s- smaller teams, I should say, that find ways to, to get big upsets or maybe teams that don't get a lot of chances to go far into the postseason they have to go on the road and take care of business 
uh, against a team that has a lot of fans in the stands that are going up against them. You know, there's just a lot to go on with it. But uh, I certainly think that it, it's an awesome thing, and, and it's so fun to watch it, even if you, I know your Razorback baseball team's out. Uh, but all the stuff going along with it, uh, pretty incredible and pretty fun, and uh, a lot of the performances there, too. So it continues to be a growing sport, and who knows? Maybe uh, over the next 10 years it'll uh, be uh, just as popular as uh, some of the other sports out there, too. But so far, just had a lot of great games and, again, parody and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out this weekend, too. But uh, certainly going to be unfortunate with the Racerbacks not being there, but it will be a lot of fun with some other great teams and great talent. John Singleton, who is a first baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers, he made his season debut for the Brewers over the weekend. And the, the unique thing about this is he's 31 years old. He actually played Major League Baseball a few years ago. His last stint was 2015 so he stayed with it over the course of time and he had some issues that were off the field where he had positive drug tests he had a third positive and he was suspended for 100 games so this is going back to 2015 when he played last in MLB and he stuck with it all this time got back to Major League Baseball and he was a big part of helping the Brewers get a win in his debut where he went one for four and actually scored a run as they beat the Reds. Uh, also, another uh, best of the weekend uh, for me was just you know looking at some of the teams that, uh, going back to the college baseball deal, some of the teams that didn't get to, I guess you could say it's best and worst, both. But, uh, you know, with Super Regionals hosting it, it's a very big deal. And I think it was really funny that Tennessee did not get to host a Super Regional uh, d- due to some, uh, some uh, issues, of course, that have made the fans very upset but uh we know that with the tennessee volunteers they took care of business uh and also uh to go to the next deal even though they didn't host a regional but also southern miss was another team that uh, was going to be going to the super regional face tennessee and they also were not a team that hosted a regional so when you have both teams and both are number two seeds how do you decide that how do you address that how do you go especially when uh tennessee went three and oh and southern miss uh, lost a game and all of that but a host site has to be determined. And it says, while both teams had the potential to host, the NCAA awarded the bid to Southern Miss, a decision that, unsurprisingly, did not sit well with Vols fans. And they were all upset about it. They could not believe it. But uh, apparently, when it comes to uh, those types of stories that happen when play, you know, people are trying to figure out, okay, so what does this mean? Where does it go? Apparently, it's just chosen. They just chose to go there. That's, that's what they do. So I'd be upset if I was a Tennessee fan, too. But also, it's unfortunate far as worst of the week, and Indiana State is a team that is a national seed and uh, can't actually host, or at least they were a regional host site team, and they can't host the Supers, even though they should be able to, because they're having to go to TCU. So TCU wins twice. Not only do they win the regional, but they get to host the Super against Indiana State, and it all had to do with logistical issues and Terahate because of uh, the Special Olympics that were going on there in Indiana and they didn't have the hotel accommodations. It's really unfortunate to see that because Super Regionals are so big for the communities, especially for a place like Indiana State. But uh, unfortunately for them, that's just uh, how it had to play out. Uh, so they had to go to TCU. But really cool gesture, though, by TCU and a lot of the people in the TCU community donating money towards the Special Olympics and this great cause up there in Indiana. Thought that was really cool to try to make up for it. But, you know, things like that, it's unfortunate. It can be kind of funny if you hate the team. But also it shows uh, the humanity of a lot of people, too, who are saying, hey, even if it's going to be here, we're going to try to help you out in the best way possible as well. Trey Richardson, uh, best. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd find hard to find better. Two games, hard to find including better. two grand slams, and tied the, uh, the college baseball record of 11 RBIs in one game. So, I mean, he was just on a tear. And I uh, have to give it up to him and give credit where credit is due. So yeah. definitely yeah. a best there. Also, uh, best for the Miami Heat in Game mm-hmm. 2. They shot 49% from three-pointer. And that went a long way to uh, helping them win Game 2, even though it came down to the end. It was a close game. He went 111-108, but shooting 49% from three, that's pretty ridiculous. I think that's got, that's got uh, would you say, Trey Richardson numbers in basketball. <laughs> yes. Pretty close to it, at least. Yeah. Uh, is that game tonight? Game three tonight? Tomorrow. Or is it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I got all my days are mixed up. So, yeah, tomorrow 
Yeah, that's going to be a good one there, too. Uh, worst of the weekend. Again, you could say a lot of stuff about Arkansas and the, and the Razorback baseball team, but I think we beat that horse enough uh, just to, to take it a different direction. But the whole thing with this live PGA thing, I, I, I know it's technically not the weekend, but I'm still going to make it. I just don't understand... The whole what was the point of the whole thing if it just got caved in? And I know it happens, and people can you know come together and unify as they like to try to put it. But it just certainly seems like how staunch and how driven that both sides were of of holding their ground and and going up against it. Especially when uh, Jay Monahan said you know talk about bringing up nine eleven or whatever with uh, you know taking money from the Saudis and stuff. It's just like you guys were making it so not only professional. But personal, like it was a serious thing, and it was like it was us against them. It was as much of a battle, as much of a war as you could have in sports. And then it's just over, just over. It's like, well, well, we decided to to come together and make it work. And seeing all the the uh, PGA Tour guys that are upset by it, and, uh, and also I saw somebody post about the uh, Golf Channel, and apparently they're just like beside themselves they, they're they just like are you kidding me after all that after all that it's like you're just gonna be night so uh but yeah it just works because it's just like i i hate it when people who are so involved with certain stories and something that's so important they have to find out like we do and i think that that's unfortunate i don't know if there's a right way of fixing it but uh if i was one of those guys that were on the pga tour i'd be pretty frustrated but that is the whole point as far as we've seen it happen in the past with leagues mm-hmm. when they merge and, and that's the whole point of Liv and some of the players going a different direction and splitting because they wanted certain needs met by the PGA Tour. And then when you merge, it's kind of like you have won the battle there. And, uh, and overall, you know, you get some of those things implemented that you've always wanted. But, you know, to your point from the start, it's like when they had this disagreement from the beginning – why not sit down and work it out then yeah. as opposed to going this direction and now in the end you get the result that everybody was looking for in the beginning. Yeah, because I feel like time can you know bring people together, but it, I think it was just also how quickly it happened where it was like zero to a hundred. It was like drawing a line in the sand. You're there and you're there. And then, because how long has it been going on? A year and a half? Year, year and a half that this stuff's been happening? I felt like it was going to take a lot more time for them to unify than what it did, and maybe that's the shocking part about it. But uh, I guess uh, you know, for golf fans, you know, you'll still get golf. You still get this. They still got to go out there and compete. Still got to play. But definitely, uh, just a whole weird story overall in general about that whole thing. So the Browns players that we were talking about, as far as getting robbed at gunpoint, mm-hmm. that's a worse. That, sure. Um, I mean, we've seen far too much of this happening, especially recently. So something needs to be done to, to stop this, yeah. if possible. Yeah, I thought I, I was. Like reading that story, it's just a scary thing because it's like, what you know, what do you do? You're just going to your truck. I mean, you're just going to your vehicle. Simple as that. And got a bunch of cowards and a bunch of masks coming out and holding you at gunpoint. Just they're always yeah. going to be targeted whenever they're out and about. And mm-hmm. especially, you know, you see these guys and you know that they have plenty of money and they have jewelry and they have you know some of the flashy things and have nice vehicles and. They're always going to be targets. Yeah, just hate that. Absolutely hate that. So, uh, real quick, let's squeeze uh, J.K. and Fairfield Bay in. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys, what Richardson TCU did against Arkansas, you know it opened a lot of pro balls. eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. You know, what he did in one series was just incredible. I've never seen anything in hell. I'm 70 years old. never seen a kid do that in college baseball, but I thought it was really cool that Hunter Yurichek, you know, attended games and was supportive of that. And I like that look, so y'all have a good day. Great show. All right, appreciate it, JK. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, one of those deals to where if uh, people weren't uh, talking about Trey Richardson before, they're definitely talking about him now. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I really hope, again, I hope TCU ro- runs the runs the rest of it and just uh, has the same type of performances because at least make me feel a little bit better, but I'm going to be pretty disappointed if they go out there and they score two runs in the next two games and get didn't beat. Indiana State, two straight, and they're on to the College World Series. I'd be sick, but hey, that's the way baseball is, folks. The way baseball is. Take a break and come back. More Out of Bounds here on Reaction Monday. Stay with us. Springs Bike Fest, June 8th through the
the 10th with live music Friday from the Blackheart Saints and the ultimate Metallica tribute Hardwire. Saturday, Poison Ivy with the crew. Tribute Houston, the ultimate Dino Drags, the Ives Brothers Stunt Shows, the Wall of Death, and the Globe of Steel. Poker runs, no registration, and it's free. Made possible in part by Visit Hot Springs. Hotsprings.org, benefiting Arkansas Veteran Support Services. Listen. Joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that. Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterwards. Simple, right? And QC Kinetics' remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Graduation season is upon us, and Edwards Food Giant has got you covered with their new Edwards Caters program. Planning a graduation party? Make it a breeze with delicious party trays from their deli. With options including crispy chicken tenders, fresh baked cookies, vegetable and relish trays, and delectable deli meats and cheeses. Just click on edwardsfoodgiant.com, then hit the catering tab to place your order. Your trays will then be ready for pickup at your preferred Edwards Food Giant location. Let Edwards Food Giant take care of all your party needs at edwardsfoodgiant.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a locally owned business serving Arkansans for over 50 years. Unlike chain retailers, Double B's keeps more money in our local economies, making our Arkansas communities stronger. International companies buying up Arkansas businesses know or care nothing about Arkansas. And the decisions they make in distant boardrooms will not reflect the concerns of Arkansans. Double B's employs local workers at good wages and serves primarily local consumers. Local, not global. Arkansans, not Canadians. Make a statement to support the natural state by supporting Double B's, an Arkansas company serving Arkansans. We stand for Arkansas because we live in Arkansas. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. On your way to the Little Rock Airport this morning, you want secure parking and fast. At Expressway Airport Parking, our lot is well-lighted and has 24-hour security. Only customers and employees can enter the gate. Your car and you are safe from thieves. And if you return to a dead battery or a flat tire, we're there to get you back on the road. Pay less than municipal airport parking at Expressway Airport Parking. Left of the airport entrance next to the Comfort Inn. Lift Truck Service Center has been serving the state of Arkansas for 50 years with your forklift and heavy equipment needs. Lift Truck offers a wide variety of brands such as Unicarriers, Princeton, JCB, and many more. Their service department services all makes and models and keeps a wide variety of parts in stock for fast and reliable service. For rentals, sales, parts, and service, contact Lift Truck Service Center today at 501-568-3330 or visit them at one of their four locations in Little Rock, Russellville, Van Buren, or Springdale. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have my old cold beer. That's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so. you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank Be you, baby. On 103.7 The Buzz. Couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, pilots.
Politicians Live. It is Out of Bounds here on a Reaction Tuesday, presented by Fleet Management Services. If you want in on the conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. And we're going to have Hunter Holland, Razorback, left-hand pitcher, for the final time here on Out of Bounds. Thanks to McCards Barbecue here in about 15 minutes. So looking forward to uh, catching up with him. And uh, we got this actually uh, a tweet, Joe. This one comes from Ross. <clears throat> he says, now the Razorback baseball is over. What is the Razorback sports conversation right now? Or is it something you just have to wait until SEC media days? Oh, it's yeah. it's it's in the off season for sure, and yeah. Uh, yeah, football is the next sport that we're thinking about. Yeah, I would say you know if this the whole thing with Grant Nelson, which I know he's officially visiting Arkansas this weekend or this week Thursday, yeah Thursday Friday, he's going to be on campus, so that may be something that happens. But as far as uh, overall, yeah, it's just going to be about Razorback football, and it'll be here before we know it. I guess uh, at least on our uh, dry erase board here. I assume that was written by Baz. It says 88 days until Razorback baseball or basketball football. Yeah, football. There we go. Countdown to Razorback football is 88 days. So. <laughs> Hard to believe that. I mean, under three months. Like when we talk about Guadney and no payments for yeah. 90 days. I mean, make that line up. Yep. Go get into a new vehicle at Guadney, and then you know by the time you have to make a vehicle payment. Football season starts. Yeah, so that's kind of the best of both worlds. Then no payments until then, and then as soon as you got to make the payment, you get to be happy again because football seasons arrive. So, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that'll be because what is that? Was it? I'm not even trying to do the math. I was gonna, I was thinking about doing it, but I think it's like nine Saturdays or ten Saturdays, something like that. I'd be even more than that, I guess. Twelve Saturdays. about twelve. Yeah, twelve Saturdays. I'm not very good at math, but yeah, it'll be uh, be here before you know it. So, uh, but we know with. A lot of other stuff in the world of sports, though. Of course, you know, we've got the NBA Finals, and once that gets wrapped up, uh, kind of goes into off-season mode for a lot of major sports. And, you know, you start thinking about uh, the NBA draft, start what's happening with that, and then the MLB and, draft, too. Yeah, and that, both of those are right around the corner, especially NBA, the way they like to line it up in their perfect world. If it gets to a Game 7, then the NBA draft is like a week and a half after that. <laughs> yeah, so then we're, therefore we don't have a lot of time to breathe. Because that's the thing with like the NFL draft. It's like the NFL draft is what? A couple, couple, of, couple months. of months. So, but, but they have the combine that everybody gets excited about. And pro days where you get to hear some more of the numbers from players that you've seen in college that you know they're draft eligible and they're going to the NFL draft. That's part of the buildup to get from the end of the season to the NFL draft there few steps that people are excited about along the way. Yeah, they, they keep it to where it has your attention in some regard, and, and it keeps lasting and lasting and lasting, and that's what's great about it. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing with Major League Baseball, and I know we've talked about it each and every year, and I guess it's nice, in a way, for Razorback baseball players who may be trying their hand at the MLB draft. They don't have to worry about being in the middle of their postseason run, but that's the unfortunate thing about it is uh, trying to keep everybody's focus together uh, when you're in the postseason in college baseball and you could be getting ready for a college World Series game or, or whatnot or maybe, uh, you know, something like that. And, you know, you got that on your mind because it's so quickly. So that's another thing you got to always, I'm sure, take into consideration where um, I, I assume that as soon as the ML or the college baseball season ends and where the MLB draft is, that's got to be the, like, shortest time span of the college to professional sports from when the season ends to the actual draft because uh, obviously the NFL is a good ways and I think the NBA is definitely a good ways yeah so you're but, talking yeah. about regular season though well just well just where the I guess like the final game so postseason even pits play because like somebody's say if like LSU's in the title game this year yeah it's like six hey your, your season's over and it's like you're already been thinking you might get drafted here in a week. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's such a quick turnaround where and, it's pretty wild. And they changed that recently because it used to be during the mm-hmm. College World Series. Yeah, thankfully they changed that because that's another thing I couldn't imagine. It's like, yeah, you're getting ready for game two of the College World Series and trying to focus on that. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, 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 when did I get drafted? The second round? What? I, I thought it was great. Now it was a fifth round. And then your focus just turns to that. So at least they did that for them. But. Yeah, there'll be quite a few things happening in the summertime, and as we all know, there'll be some sort of big story that happens. You know, something maybe off the field or something that big trade, free agency, something will happen to where it'll it'll be a, a thing that takes over the sports world by well, storm. Uh, let's too. not forget about the WNBA. It's like 
they uh, the college season is over, and I think their draft is the next day or something like it. I think that's true. It's yeah. like within a couple of days with the NCAA tournament, you crown the champion, and then they have the WNBA draft. Like. Within days, yeah. See, that, again, that's just like so funny. How it's almost like the the most po- more popular the sport, the longer they have until they can get ready. But I get it, like in the NFL and uh, college football. You know, I mean, the amount of players, the amount of uh, you know the scouting that has to go into it, and and you know getting everybody assembled, and it's like it's just I you have to have a lot of time too to to get to that point. But yeah, the uh, NFL draft is probably the one that's more stretched out, and that's mm-hmm. the one that. Most people pay attention to. That's right. Yeah, it's the most popular one for sure. And it's not to say the other ones aren't, but uh, there's a reason why they have it over days and days, and it's on the forefront of ESPN and uh, NFL Network, and you know, it's like because I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, and you you probably know, but do obviously the NBA draft happens, but do they do that on the NBA Network too? Do they have kind of like a simulcast, kind of like what NFL does uh, with ESPN? Yeah, they they do. Okay, they do, but um, yeah. ESPN is is the or TNT actually TNT that's right yes yeah. that's right the uh, NBA draft okay because I was about to say that's how you know if it's a big NFL if it's a big deal in the NFL is when you got two different networks putting out it but yeah it'll be here before you know it for sure uh, before we take a top of the hour update let's go to Jake and Cabot what's up Jake hey good afternoon John good afternoon Freak how you guys doing today good doing great man hey man look. Y'all know I'm like the biggest Arkansas baseball fan on the planet, and other than maybe Rick Schaefer. Um, but we're, we just ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, they were hitting it, it, they, they were hitting unlike any team. I don't know if I've ever seen a performance like that. And you look at that, we played them three times this year, and they beat us collectively – 50 to 15 runs. Man, that's unreal. You know, and this team was not that good, but they probably shouldn't have been placing our regional. And, uh, you know, I say that, but I'm not going to make an excuse. Uh, it is what it is, and it is regional. So we are close to them, and it made sense for them to be there regionally. I get that. But it could have made sense also for them to be in Oklahoma State or, you know, somewhere else. But um, I just want to say I'm proud of this team. I don't, you know, I want to get in before negative Nancy Mike, too. And and before he starts saying, you know, fire this, fire that, whatever, blah, blah. Jake, you missed him. I don't love these guys. You, you missed him, Jake. Yeah. Oh, did I? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh, I bet you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I've <clears throat> I've been on and off the phone at work, and I'm driving through the Ozark, so I'm a. Uh, you I'm didn't miss through my headset. Yeah, you didn't. Miss, you didn't miss bad. much, man. You're good. You didn't miss much. I uh, yeah, I never do. Uh, <laughs> not with him anyway. But uh, you know, I'm proud of this team, man, and and I still think Dave Van Horn deserves consideration for Coach of the Year nationally. Um, it, you know, it, it's baseball. Funny game. It's and I tell you what, J.K., man, we're up against We appreciate your phone call, man. We'll talk about that. We got Hunter Holland coming up next year on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Rock. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives.